Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Welcome, Extra Points listeners, and congratulations on making it through yet another week. Good news, the weekend awaits with its enchanting promises of endless sports and free time that ends up with you screaming silently at some jerk in the Costco parking lot instead. Or maybe I'm just projecting. Either way, we know how hard you work, and while we hope listening to all our shows makes that time go a little faster, we don't want that to feel like work in and of itself. So we've had our producers pick out their favorite bits and put them together in a half-hour supercut for you to sample. I know, I can't believe we have producers either. If you like something, check out the full episode the next week wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, thanks for supporting the network. And let me just say from the bottom of my heart as the co-founder that I sincerely hope your favorite team still loses to mine. Enjoy the shows. All right. For our first clip here, Dave Damashek had on special guest Mina Kimes to discuss all things NFL playoffs, including if there are teams with offensive lines that could potentially keep them out of the playoff line. So give this a listen. Where the Jets are concerned, I think that, you know, for all the buzz around them, my concern is, well, not my concern. I'm a, I've been about the Dolphins since last November at three to one. That's the play. We're getting distracted mm. by Aaron Rodgers, the shiny key. Um do you wh- where are you on the Dolphins? Are you saying the Jets ahead of Miami this year with Fangio's defense and Jalen Ramsey returning at some point later in the season? I think if Tua plays the entire season, the Dolphins are better than the Jets. Hmm. Um, but that's a pretty massive if. All of the AFC East offensive lines are also quietly dubious. News right before Agreed. we started. I just saw that the Patriots starting right tackle, Riley Reef, is out for four games. Mm-hmm. I, I, you can, all of the defenses are really good. I think all of them could probably finish in the top 10 this year. The Patriots defense is, you know, amazing. Jets just talked about Dolphins. I think will take a pretty significant leap. The Bills, um, you know, a little bit older, but certainly should be healthier than last year. But they all get to play against offensive lines that I think they're going to feast on. Um, and, and, and the, perhaps if that happens, all of these quarterbacks, all of these offenses might not be, I would take Josh Allen out of this category because that man thrives in chaos, but the rest of them could be in a little bit of trouble because of the disadvantageous nature of that matchup. I agree. And, you know, it, it feels to me like, you know, you could get away with it. And it's not Aaron Rodgers' age necessarily. I feel like the league has changed just a little bit. It's gotten more severe that whereas six years, 10 years ago, there were, there was a small handful of QBs that could thrive with a bum O-line in front of them. I think the answer is now literally zero with the possible exception of Joe Burrow. We've seen his deeds in the last couple of Januaries, but there's not a ton of evidence that if you're, if your offensive line isn't just mediocre, but it, it's a deficit that it's going to scuttle your season for you. So I do wonder if, I mean, that really, plus what the Jets face in their first six weeks, this whole storyline could be underwhelming by mid-October-ish, by Halloween at latest. Yeah, the Jets schedule is insane to start the season. I don't think it's out of their own possibility that they start one and four, two and I mean, 
I, it, more likely than not, they're probably not going to start with their winning record. And I think that that would be my other concern about this. Like the team is, it's been so sunshine and daisies all summer and Aaron Rodgers is the ultimate teammate and everybody's happy and the coaches and the players all idolize him. They start one and four. It feels like it could go off the rails. Um, so I am hesitant. Mm-hmm. To put them above Miami for that reason. I, I think those are the kind of competing th- unknowns, which make this division really hard to pick with Miami. It's the health factor, the two factor. And then with the jets, it's that's one of the things. Um, I don't know. I, I also don't feel like we have a good sense of what this offense is going to look like. Uh, you know, there's this assumption that it'll be really similar to green Bay, but we know that Aaron Rodgers didn't love a lot of the things that Matt let came out and said it. He complained at times about the offense with Matt LaFleur, who called plays. Uh, Nate Hackett did not call plays in Green Bay. He has not had a lot of success as a play caller. So I guess I'm talking myself out of my earlier Jets enthusiasm right now when you listen to this. But the defense is so good, Dave. They're so good. They're so deep. You know what else they have? This is one of the funny, I don't mean like funny names to just hear, like uh, DeBrickashaw is one of the is maybe the greatest football name of all time. DeBrickashaw Ferguson, but some nomenclature. I was, they have Brees Hall and Bryce Hall, Quinn and Williams and Quincy Williams, plus a Quinton Jefferson who will line up next to Solomon Thomas. Ergo, Thomas and Jefferson. You have two Michael Carters, a Mackay Becton, and a Miko Hardman. There's a Hardy and a McDonald and sauce for both of them two CJs, a DJ, and a Chaz. And yet the only thing that really seems to matter is Aaron Rodgers right now. I also have my questions about whether or not Bob Sala is the real deal. You know, that happens in coaching as well that you realize sort of like, oh, yeah, he was the... He was a nice figurehead, but you know what? D'Amico Ryans was doing a nice job as it turns out. And that's why the Texans are booming. So that, that is uh, my little uh, cynicism there for the team in green from New York city. Well, in the theme of NFL, we're going to stick with waiver wired here. Jen Piacenti and me, Eddie Spaghetti, we get into Aaron Rodgers because uh, everyone's contractually obligated to discuss him, him going from green Bay to gang green. And if we should buy into the jets this year. So I think we're all contractually obligated to mention Aaron, Rodgers multiple times on every episode because he is the story of every NFL podcast and every NFL show and uh, whatever. So I have to I'm, ask you this. I'm buying it. You're already in. I mean, like, you know, here's the thing, like Hard Knocks. I didn't even have to watch Hard Knocks. I was like, Hard Knocks just confirmed everything I wanted to believe. I'm buying it. Look, why is it any different than when Tom Brady suddenly went to the Bucks? You know, it's the same thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they'll necessarily make it to the Super Bowl, but he's like Zen. He's happy. He's hanging out in Knicks games. He's getting gifts. The guys are loving him. They all adore him. I don't think it's fake either. And like, he played for half of last season with a broken thumb. People are like, oh, he's so old. He's falling off a cliff and he's weird. You know what? Maybe he'll like being somewhere where he can go see a Broadway musical once in a while instead of like eating cheese curds at the, I don't know. I mean, I'm not down on Green Bay. Awesome. I love, actually, I lived in Wisconsin for a while and I love the people there. They're amazing. I'm just saying that I think that this is an environment for Aaron Rodgers to thrive, right? Um, and, and this is his chance and I see it. I do. I think I'm buying it. I have him as a second quarterback everywhere. I think Garrett Wilson is going to go bonkers. I think they have a killer running back room. Their defense is going to be amazing. I'm in. I'm sold. You can make fun of me later and bookmark this, but I'm in. 
Jen, I, I I feel like me and you were like the lone wolves on this uh, entire network of uh, Aaron Rodgers love because <laughs> really? everyone else is pretty anti. I, everyone was so anti Aaron Rodgers. I actually wrote in the rundown a bonus question saying, all right, if you hate him, will he have a better fantasy season than Jordan Love still in Green Bay? That's of how like he will. I agree. But I had to put it there because everyone everyone's slamming him and this and that. I thought Hard Knocks did so much to help it boost his ego um, and, and just his general you know feel everyone has towards him. And I agree with everything you said. I think the weapon finally a team is putting weapons near him which Green Bay never I mean, did like this so. guy's been begging for receivers they took away Devontae Adams he still did okay mm-hmm. I mean like he's been working with nothing okay and now he's gonna get Garrett Wilson he's got his security blankets as well and I wouldn't have been past him to make another trade what if Mike Evans goes there okay I, Mike Evans yeah. probably not staying in Tampa Bay yeah would that uh, be beautiful he, he would have some big receivers. You have Garrett Wilson, who I think has a real chance to lead the league in catches this year. Yep. Um, and I mean, you can tell for just watching that footage. People say, no, don't buy into hard knocks. It's like, I'm not buying into hard knocks. I'm oh, really? Into, like, I'm don't buying. buy into it last year where if you drafted Jamal Williams, you had like the running back sure, that scored sure. more touchdowns than anybody else. Yeah, you, you should. I, I I think connections matter. Chemistry matters. And it, especially with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, like, it's known that if you get on his bad side, he will not even look your way in the field. And obviously Garrett Wilson did enough to really gain it. I mean, Randall Cobb literally had, did say that to other receivers in the team. So uh, I think in certain situations, that does matter. So I'm glad we're on the same team here. Let's stop down for a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Winner lose every bet earns rewards credits which you can redeem across the empire now if you haven't started yet register using this code listen up omaha full the word omaha and the word full and then you place your first bet up to 1250 dollars. if you win great if you keep those winnings but if you lose you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet 21 and over only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117 Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia If you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia 1-800-GAMBLER.net New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, we'll give you a break from football action. Brad Evans joins Toby Mergler on Trendy this week, and they get into a really heated debate uh, over condiments and what you should put on a hot dog. Very funny stuff. You know me. Uh, I'm a Northsider at heart. I love the Chicago Cubs. I like to put mustard. That's the only condiment that you should adorn on a hot dog. Period in the story. It should be a jailable offense if you put that uh, chyminous sauce. I'm talking about ketchup on a two beat. First pick out the gate, the first pick out the gate, and you had to destroy your credibility by coming down on ketchup. What is wrong with you, Brad? It is delicious. The tomato accents, the tube beat just perfectly. You throw some onions, you throw oh. some relish on it. What are oh. you talking about? What is this mustard only? Live a little bit. You get out here and you yell and you have your rhyme screams and you got your little flame and you got all your little toys behind you. Yet for the one thing, the one thing you got to get up on your high horse and be like, you know, a strict substitute teacher about is mustard you and damashek belong on this network well i I tell you what uh can we extend uh an olive branch with jardinera do you like jardinera do you even know what the hell jardinera is uh i'm going to go ahead and keep it transparent and i do not know what you're talking about i am I am a simple man with simple tastes who don't know condiments that have that many syllables catch up Catch up. I can get that. I cannot get Jardinera or whatever you just choked out of your mouth. As somebody that lived in Texas for way too long, I am afraid. Uh, that was one Toby Mergler. I'm glad you're back in D.C. Maybe they're going to educate you on how tasty mustard is on a tube meat. And uh, you never forget the Jardinera. Oh, it's a little spicy. It's a little oily. It's chopped vegetables. It's magnificent. And it's a perfect topping on a hot dog, a brat, a burger, whatever the hell you like. If you don't like Jardinera or even know what it is, muffaletta. Yes, it's Ooh, another okay. condiment. Uh, something else that is quite delicious. Have you heard of muffletta? Yes, yes, yes. I do know muffletta, and you need to muffle it up. And you must be really good at gambling. You must be able to get winners out here to afford such fancy condiments. Like if I go to the Nat, well, I'm going to the Nats game tonight. If I go see the Nats and Mets, and I go up to the stands and I demand Jardinera, Jardinera, they're going to throw me out. I want to see the seventh inning. 
Well, that's fine. Uh, but I, I'm telling you, just go with the mustard and forget about uh, the communist sauce and everybody wins in the end. We'll see. Everybody wins with the Nats, of course. Although they might be the best because they both suck. Martin Weiss is back with Mark Gunnels this year for NFL action. And that dynamic duo gives out their final four predictions and who they see playing in the Super Bowl this year in Las Vegas. Who do you have in the NFC and AFC championship games then? Yeah, so let's start in the AFC. I have it being the Arrowhead Invitational once again for the sixth straight season. I'm sure you're surprised by that, Martin, that I have that. I have the Chiefs hosting against the Baltimore Ravens. I, I'm I'm all in on the Ravens this year. I really am. I think with the new scheme, no Greg Roman there, you're going to see Lamar in a more pro-style passing offense. And he has the weapons. Like I mentioned, you got OBJ, Zay Flowers, who I think you should put a ticket in for an offensive rookie of the year. And Bateman, Mark Andrews, you have a pretty good offensive line, a good defense. I think this is the year of the Ravens. The question is, Will Lamar stay healthy? So I'm banking on that. And then in the NFC, I got the Cowboys at home in Dallas. And I got them going against the Seattle Seahawks. How about it? it. I'm all in on Seattle. You must have agreed with me. Yeah, that way why you said, damn it. But I I really am, man. I I like Pete Carroll. I like the offense there. I think the defense is going to be better than people think. And like you already heard what I said about the Cowboys. I'm really high on them. So those are my four. Seattle, Dallas, Kansas City, Baltimore. I have the same NFC Championship game. I think it'll be a Jerry World. If I figure, hey, if I spot from this far out, Seattle and Dallas, I don't care who wins. But I think the Cowboys will win it, (laughs) ultimately, and be in the Super Bowl. Sneaky play, Dak Prescott for MVP. He's way down there. But if this team wins 13, 14 games, he'll be in the conversation when it's all said and done. Um my AFC Championship game, I'm going with Cincinnati and Kansas City. It'll be it, again. <laughs> yeah, it'll be again. Version, what is that? Four now of, of of Cincinnati Bengals in Kansas City with the chance to go to the Super Bowl. It'll be three. It'll be a third time. Third time. It'll be a third time. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. Third time. You know what? The Burrowhead Invitational reigns supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got winning right. that one? Uh, I'd say if I Again, if I spot it from this far out, I don't give a damn. But in the moment, depending on health, depending on Chris Jones's status, like I'm kind of banking that Kelsey is back. Yeah, Kelsey doesn't have a serious knee injury. That Chris Jones is back by like week five or six and in the fold. And you know what I'm saying? Those are the things I'm planning on. With that, I'd say Kansas City. This is insane. We have the same exact Super Bowl. I have Cowboys Chiefs too. (laughs) Well, at this point, we have to bet it. Yeah. <laughs> have to bet it as a show. Yeah. As I mentioned before, Brad Evans, the guest all week long on Trendy with Toby Mergler. And this one, another funny debate over great names they wish I had. But, you know, being honest, Toby and Brad are good names. So I am going with a combination of Gunnar Henderson over 0.5 hits and minus 198 and CJ Abrams under 1.5 hits and minus 238. That parlay over at Caesars is plus 140. So yeah. the stats behind this, the the you know the reason that's in the head category. Gunnar Henderson has a hit in 18 of his last 20 games, and they are facing Patrick Sandoval, who averages a hit at inning all season long. And while this isn't as logical in the following stats, I'm just so jealous, Brad. I'm so je- jealous of people with the confidence to give their babies names that are like super cool, like Gunnar. It's such a massive leg up they have in life. If I'd met someone at a party and they said their name was Gunnar, I would just assume they were a professional 
athlete or at least like a fighter pilot. And I'd also know that I'm just about to be in for like 20 minutes of kick-ass stories. And then no, they'd probably look at me and be like, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm an accountant or maybe a lawyer. And I just look at him and like, what happened to you? You need to go back and evaluate your life choices. This is the least cool way your life could have turned out. And now, reason I'm jealous is I was stuck with Toby, which means I just quickly discovered people over and over again who had a dog named Toby at any point in their life and how the sad they were when they died. You know, like really cool party talk about dead dogs. So I'm, I'm just jealous of it. I've got to back my man for that. And I don't know if people know this. Your first name is Ellis. So yep. have you ever blamed your parents? Do you think you would have turned out different if you had been given a more adventurous name? Uh, Ellis Evans uh, has got a nice little alliteration to it. And yes, I do have an island uh, somewhere out east. Uh, I should have <laughs> gone by that. But no, I chose to go by Brad because uh, I come from uh, a line, a lineage of Ellis's in my family. So all the way back to Wales. True story, though, Toby. My father who served in the uh, Air Force as a lieutenant colonel for nearly 30 years. Uh, wanted to name me. And again, this is true. Power, ace or truth. My mom no said, hell, hell no, we're shooting that down. And they were driving somewhere in Southern California. I think they saw a sign uh, that said Brad on it. And they're like, oh, Bradley, it is. And my dad's like, fine. It's not going to be power, truth, or race. We're going to name him Bradley. So I have the most like boring Anglo-Saxon name of Brad Evans in the history of the world. And that's what I go by. And by the way, if you do a Google search on me, there are lots of Brad Evanses out there, including one that plays soccer. And I've been mistaking him several times and I hardly have an athletic bone in my body. So way to go, mom. I really appreciate you not naming me power, truth, or ace and going with the very boring and mundane Brad instead. I've known you for a decade. Uh, you've told me all sorts of things about your life, and somehow you failed to mention that you could have been Ace Evans. Are you yes, serious Ace. right now? Could have been Ace. My dad was Evans? in the Air Force. I, I mean, oh it made all God. the sense of the world. I would have oh. saluted him for the rest of my freaking life if Ace would have stuck and was on my birth certificate. No, Bradley. Okay. All right. Well, if you go uh, under 500 again today, I'm calling you Brad tomorrow. But if you beat the juice, <laughs> you are going by ace on Friday, my friend. Uh, ace Evans accepted. in the house. All right. I like it. Let's stop down for a quick break here. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
In this clip from Minus 3, Dave Damashek asked Kevin Hench, if Kenny Pickett wasn't a Pitt Panther, would the Steelers have drafted him if he went to a school like, say, Kansas State? And also, Brock Purdy's career, would it have been the same if there wasn't a guy named Tom Brady that existed? Hey, uh, I have a question, a two-part question for you, Hench. I do have to throw in this goat because I want to shout out the Pittsburgh Steelers here. I know, big surprise before kickoff here. But, you know, the conversation came up. Somebody said it to me the other day this week about, do you like that they took Kenny Pickett? And I said, I stand by it. I don't know what's going to happen. But, of course, the kid's a pit guy. So it's great. You have to do it. And I think this I think this is what brings it home to me. Do you think if Kenny, if Kenny Pickett had gone to, let's say, K-State or Colorado State instead of Pitt, and he's on the board when the Steelers are drafting where they do in the first round of 2022. Do they take Kenny Pickett there, Hedge? Yeah, I don't think. You think so? I really, don't think, I don't think they would have. I don't think that organization, uh, the, the way it's run, the you know, its philosophy is, is going to be swayed by, you know, public want. Like, but, you know, what, what give the people what they want. Like, they're mm-hmm. just so professional. I just don't think emotion would enter into it. So you I kind of think could, I think it's hard to de- to to detach that that's where he went. But, but what are you going to do? Like you've got this chasm at the most important position, and you know, as you know, Malik Willis fell fell to the what the third round, right? I mean, you're you're it's a it's a one one shot deal, and you know, I I didn't see anything last year that makes me think he won't he won't be good enough you know for the way they win games well it's it's the classic you watched it for 20 years like tom brady doesn't possess any physical trait that stands out he's tall he's six foot four and he had a halfway decent whip but it wasn't a high-end arm i let's kenny pickett who you're describing so now you're boiling it down to like i believe in this guy because of what people say about him you know, like I, he tries hard. He works really hard. He's there late. The guys all rally around him. That's it's not the same as um, getting excited about Josh Allen because the ball pops off his hand 60 yards on a rope. So it's hard to get into that. But as far as that goes, the other side of that game uh, in Akershire on Sunday, Brock Purdy. Here's the question. If we didn't know Tom Brady as a sixth round draft pick doing what he did in his sophomore year, do you think there would be any faith in the 49ers of 2023? Well, that is talk about, you know, we're going to learn a lot about both sides and both, you know, both defenses. Excellent. Um, Although I think that game creeps over, which is weird, Uh, but Hmm. I, I wouldn't want, I guess, I guess I feel a little bit, like we have already seen the best Brock Purdy stretch of games of his career. Hmm. Is that wild that, and I, I would not want to, I would not want to test out the, uh, the old, the old broken wing against that Steeler defense, healthy and hungry. Um, so uh, I obviously we're giving it away here that we're both. Well, I, I, well, I, Listen, the Bosa thing definitely brings me back down to earth a little bit there, and that number may move up for the to uh, to plus three for the Steelers because of Bosa. But either way, you know, yeah, I well, I'll bring that up in our fifteen minute show, or maybe I'll get it out of the way here, or maybe I'll be redundant and say it on both. But yes, everybody is talking about 
Um, what are they going to do to stop Nick Bosa? What about TJ Watt bearing down on Brock Purdy, who last time, like to your point, we saw him in the title game, get that arm wrecked. And for not just the days after, but for weeks and months after, it was like, is he definitely going to be okay? And now he's starting in week one. And now that's the pass rush he's going against. I'm sure he's a little bit spooked himself, no matter what Kyle Shanahan or whoever else uh, advocates for the kid. He's got to be, as a human being, a little spooked, right? One one of the best pass rushes. All right, to round out the clips this week on the best of Extra Points. Well, there was a debut episode of the brand new iteration of Extra Points with Dave Damashek and Sarah Tiana. And they brought on special guests Colleen Wolf and John Gonzalez. And they talked about what was fitting, best debuts. What? are the best debut performances in sport or out in the game of life gonzo we start with you so how many are we giving here we, however many you want if you have one that rises to the top if you have four do that all right so i'll, I'll we'll sprinkle them around uh i'll start with one because you told me not to put any thought <laughs> into this but i i did anyway <laughs> i defied your orders and i thought about it and Outside of sports, I've I've had a long love affair with this product, and I will always remember when it debuted because it kind of blew my mind. And to this day, I think it's hyper innovative, and that is the stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> As oh God. Elaine from Seinfeld said, it will be years before they find a new place to put cheese on a pizza. And guess what? They still haven't. That's how innovative this thing is. What a debut. He really loves it. He Very talks about strong. It all the time. He wants to get stuffed crust pizza every Sunday. In fact, when we see the commercials, it's <sighs> this is one of his passion projects is some, uh, eating stuffed crust pizza. Some genius somewhere was like, there's already mm-hmm. cheese on the pizza. What if mm-hmm. we put cheese inside the crust? I hail yeah. that, uh, that scientist, that hero. Amazing. For, for doing that. You know, it's, it's similar to, you know, for all of man's recorded history, yeah, I don't know when chocolate was invented along the way, but there was salt. And then dark chocolate became, I think we can all agree, the best chocolate is better than milk chocolate. Yes. Milk is for the kids. <laughs> the dark is for, for the grownups. Mm-hmm. Um, but then round about the turn of the millennium, some genius was like, what if we put sea salt on the dark mm-hmm. chocolate oh. and the world was never the same and it's been better ever since? That's a great one. I don't know if that counts as a debut. Uh, the Wolf, how say you? Great debuts. Great debuts. Happened not too long ago. Was one of the best I've ever seen. Home debut for their team. Michael Lorenzen, the no-hitter. Fourteen in Philly's history. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. Everything about that game was incredible. There were so many things that happened. But he stole the show and his whole family was there. It was so awesome. I, I would have throw that out. written down. I have that written down. It was like, no way. Yeah. Oh, Amazing. nice. I would throw out among baseball ones. Juan Marichal took a no hitter into the eighth inning in his first game out in San Francisco with the Giants. And Steven Strasburg struck out 14 in his debut back in 2010. It only counts for it was against the Pirates. So, you know, like it's really only like six or seven <laughs> strikeouts against Definitely major counts. leaders, but still a shout out to that. Those would be on the short list of baseball ones. Tiana, how say you? Well, I'll stay in baseball, actually, because I think Jason Dominguez's uh, debut with the Yankees over the weekend when he in his first swing at the bat hit a home run off of Justin Verlander is probably one of the coolest debuts to me. 
first day in the majors, first swing of the bat, he hits a home run off of the Cy Young winner. I I mean, and he was a really highly anticipated prospect. So like coming up there and fulfilling that, even though, yeah. you know, obviously the Yankees, I would cheer for Al-Qaeda before them, but like, I, I'm still <laughs> saying that that is pretty dope. Like, I hope he strikes out the rest of his life, but I think that that is the coolest, one of the coolest <laughs> debuts I've ever seen. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I could, you can, I can move on if you want, but I, I do. Sure. Think that that what else you really got? Funny. I would also say I loved Pearl Jam's first record. <laughs> 10. I thought sure. was like, I mean, yeah. Jeremy spoken, like got me through high school. So like, yeah, I middle got, school and really, high school. Yeah. I got bad news for you on that song. It's not a happy song. Ironic song to get you through. Well, it's high not school. fun. Yeah. I really did not like high school. Yeah. I, I, I still don't like it. I don't go back. You know, packing a lot of trauma. <laughs> I don't yeah. go back. Yeah, I don't go back. Yeah. Uh, no. I'll throw out a couple for you. Will okay. Chamberlain goes for 43 points and 28 rebounds in his 1959 Warriors debut. Um Tiana, you being a comedian, you know, one of mm-hmm. the legends, the the short list is Eddie Murphy. And oh. he put out that first record at 19, right? Crazy. And it was gang, but I, I spun it endlessly uh, when <laughs> yeah. I was a little kid. I don't even, I, in hindsight, probably was inappropriate that old Mo Damashek wasn't paying better attention. But uh, but either way, I listened to, to that one into the ground, but good. And speaking mm-hmm. of albums, the Ramones first mm-hmm. album I, I bet you there got to be a ton of million great debut albums, but those are the ones that come to mind. And Pearl Jam, yeah, 10 also came to mind there, Tiana. I thought, what that about was- Harper Lee? If we're going to throw a book out there, one of the first, what was it, a first or second edition? And there was this really cool store in Vegas, and yeah. they had all of these old books. And uh, no one was in the store, but John and I, and <laughs> I had a bookstore in Vegas, <laughs> yeah. but it was really, really cool. And I still, to this day, use Boo Radley references. Like that book oh. was one of my favorites mm-hmm. and just like left such a mark on me. I, I love that, that one. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great, great call. One. I like the people who only do one thing and then they're like, well, that's it. I, I can't. <laughs> Confederacy of Dunces. The guy Brilliant. is writing it. And I mean, the story is fascinating. I, I, I think he, killed him yeah i'm pretty sure he killed himself before he finished it and is that the story gonzo and then his mom allegedly finished it or was the novel completed and then she saw to it that it got published but it's murky what happened there but then he's uh, but obviously he's gone it's one and done and that's uh that's kind of like eddie what's his name for the st louis browns the little guy who they put up at the plate he's three feet tall yeah four pitch balls eddie goodell Eddie Good, very nice. Wow, Eddie Goodell, Eddie Goodell, like, and then it's like, well, now, and he never did anything again. Oh, that one at bat, and he's, you know, his on base percentage is a thousand. It's a million Shaq, for all. I, I want to give you credit for really having your finger on the pulse here and bringing up Juan Marichal, uh, Will <laughs> Chamberlain, and Eddie Goodell because all the kids. I mean, this is what they're talking mm-hmm. about now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how well, how did Abner Doubleday do in his? Business? How about Orson Welles? How about Orson Welles? <laughs> Citizen <laughs> Kane is that a cool? Is that oh is that hipper for you? Here's a That's movie a one. one for you. Here's a one. Alan Rickman. His first movie is Die Hard. And right. he maybe is the greatest bad guy in movie history. And that's his his cinematic debut. That's a good one. Tua wins the national championship. That's a great one. Tiana's dogs comes in, replaces <laughs> Jalen Hurts. And I was. Wait, I, really I want to match you with a movie reference here. I know that it wasn't his touchdown. 
I know it wasn't his actual movie debut because he had done other movies, but I think it was for American audiences, his debut and certainly like his coming out party. But Christoph Waltz and Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. Landa, where did that guy one. come from? What a yeah, virtuoso performance. Yeah. yeah, and he looks like he's what 45, is- 50, right. That's like an Anthony Hopkins late stage of life yeah. emergence, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like Billy Bob Thornton, like becoming famous in his 40s or whatever, you know, but like, I mean, wasn't Jaws Spielberg's first movie or was it his just like first big movie? He made that one about the 18-wheeler chase or something. I forget what that one was called. Uh, Reservoir Sugar Dogs. Express. That's a great one. one, right? Mm-hmm. That's a great example, yeah. Love that one. All Those right. Of so, dogs. Yeah. The Vegas Knights, uh, who now have the Ooh. Stanley Cup, go to the, the cup final in their first season. Too soon for Damashek's taste. I feel like you have to earn it. Not the team, but the fan base. I didn't care for it. The day that, <laughs> one season, you know, you, there, there, there's, there, there's, there's, there's no emotional downside. It's only up. I've been yes. suffering. All these sports fans, like, <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers fans, you know, they're they're sitting there waiting, they're they're biting their fingernails and wasting their lives in anticipation of cup number three for the last 50 something years. Then the Knights make the scene and they're playing for it in their first year. I didn't approve of it, but it still was. Yeah. Mm, You got to work for it. So crazy what good ownership and excitement in the fan base will do. (laughs) All right. When shakes his fist at a cloud and, you know, yeah. gets angry about something. So yeah. that was that was pleasant. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I literally do it sometimes. Sometimes I'll wag my finger if you aren't careful. Hope you enjoyed the first ever episode of the Best of Extra Points. We'll be back every Friday with the best clips you may have missed throughout the week. So we'll see you then. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.